Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Seven western states could face a massive water and power crisis as soon as next year. And it's all because water levels are plummeting at Lake Powell, one of two main reservoirs on the Colorado River due to drought and overuse. Now, the seven states that rely on the river were issued an ultimatum in June by the federal government to either come up with a plan by mid-August or Biden officials would step in. Well, that deadline passed this week, and not only did the states fail to come up with a plan, the Biden administration announced that it isn't stepping in to stop it, at least for now. So today, we check in with Politico's Annie Snyder about why the Colorado River is at a tipping point and what states in the Biden administration are doing about it. It's Thursday, August 18th. So Annie, how urgent is the Colorado River crisis and how did it get so bad in the first place? Well, it's very urgent. The Interior Department put out new forecasts on Tuesday that show a really plausible chance that next year or in 2023 or the year after in 2024, we could see water levels at one of the main reservoirs on the Colorado River dip so low that water can no longer make it through the hydropower turbines. So I'm recently back from parental leave and was trying to get back up to speed on everything that was going on and made myself a list of all of the sort of dire things that would happen if this happened. And I asked all of my sources, is it really this bad? It doesn't seem like it could really be this bad, but is it? And to a T, they all said it was. (laughs) This is what we're talking about, this really potentially dire water and power crisis. So how did we get here? Well, a couple of ways. First of all, the states that rely on the Colorado River, there's seven states from Wyoming down to the border with Mexico, and frankly, Mexico as well gets water deliveries from the Colorado River. They have for decades been using more water than the river reliably carries in any given year. And it's because of these reservoirs that they were able to get away with that for so long. When you'd have an extra wet year, you'd store the water in the reservoirs and they use it in the dry years. But we've been having 23 years of dry years. We are in a historic drought now fueled by climate change. And so that system doesn't work anymore. So the science tells us that over the past two decades, this workhorse river that feeds 40 million people, the flows of the river have shrunken 20%. And for every additional degree of warming, we can expect another 10% reduction in flows. Wow. And the Biden administration on Tuesday decided not to follow through on its threat to intervene if seven Western states didn't make a deal to keep water levels at the Colorado River from dropping dangerously low. So what happened there? Why didn't the administration act? Yeah, so let's just step back for a minute. Back in June, as we were seeing these forecasts get more and more dire, the Bureau of Reclamation, which is a division of the Interior Department that's responsible for 
operating the infrastructure along the Colorado River, the water delivery system. Bureau of Reclamation saw these forecasts getting more and more dire, and they issued an ultimatum to the states. The Bureau of Reclamation commissioner said, seven states that rely on the river find a way to agree on a plan to save two to four million acre feet of water next year, or we will act unilaterally as the federal government. And they gave the states two months to do it. So it was an incredible challenge, and the states didn't meet it. The states got tangled up among themselves. And so we came to this week when the deadline had been blown by the states. And the question was, what is the federal government going to do? Are they going to move to follow through on this threat? Um, And the answer we got on Tuesday was not really, at least not yet. So the federal government wanted the states to act for a very good reason, which is that the federal government has authorities to rein in use on the river or cut water deliveries, but they're really blunt authorities. That's the phrase that gets used often. And what we saw from the federal government on Tuesday was that they're not ready to go there yet. That's not to say that they did nothing. They did impose some smaller cuts on Arizona and Nevada. And these were cuts that had already been agreed to by the states under a 2019 drought deal. And they are just a fraction of what the Interior Department says is needed now to stave off crisis on the river. And then the other thing that Biden administration officials at Interior did was say that they were going to direct their staff to put together a work plan, essentially looking at the different options the federal government could take if they wanted to down the road to act unilaterally to protect the system. Right. And and so why is the dispute among the seven Western states about how to share the pain here on actually cutting water use? Why is it so hard to resolve? The reason it's so hard to resolve is that we are now at a point where everything that could get us to where we need to be is incredibly painful. And a lot of this has to do with the way that we govern the river. The phrase is the law of the river, but there is no single law that governs the river and there's no single entity that's in charge of the river. What you've got is this sort of accumulation of international treaties and state compacts and Supreme Court decisions that sort of determine who gets how much water, who's first in line for water. That system was sort of based on a river that had a lot more water. It was based on a different era. And as we've seen climate change set in, as we've seen the sort of growth of urban areas in the desert, it doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense anymore. So you've got these sort of tensions that have existed for a long time. And now when you've got the Interior Department, now when you've got water managers that are saying you've got to cut a mass amount amount of water, there's no avoiding these awkward conversations anymore. There's no avoiding these issues that have sort of loomed over the river, loomed over governance of the river for so long. They've got to face them head on. And doing that in 63 days is, to be sure, a massive challenge. Gotcha. And as Discussions continue among the states. We know that Interior Secretary Deb Holland is visiting some California drought regions Thursday and Friday. So what do you expect to come out of that trip? Well, technically, these trips are part of a roadshow that President Biden has sent his cabinet out on to go and try and sell to the American people the investments that Democrats are making under the bipartisan infrastructure law and the reconciliation bill. Both of those bills included large sums of money for Western water infrastructure. In particular, the reconciliation bill included $4 billion to deal with the problem of the Colorado River, with the drought and the dire situation facing the Colorado 
River right now. Nobody's quite sure what that money is going to go towards. In fact, that is a very lively area of discussion right now. But this was money that Senator Kirsten Sinema had pushed for as a prerequisite for getting her vote on the bill. So technically, Secretary Holland is going to be out there sort of touting these additional dollars. But I think we can also expect that she'll be meeting with some of the relevant players when she's out there. And we know that she is going to be traveling with her reclamation commissioner. And so I think that these negotiations are going to remain live. And I think that there is probably a lot being said behind closed doors that maybe hasn't been said publicly from the Interior Department. Also, on Wednesday, a federal court tossed out an injunction that prevented the Biden administration from pausing oil and gas leasing under an executive order. The U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit ruled that the injunction, which was issued more than a year ago by a district court judge, was not specific enough according to judicial rules. For context, shortly after taking office, President Joe Biden issued an executive order that paused federal oil and gas leasing. Soon after, Louisiana and a dozen other Republican-controlled states sued, and in June 2021, they secured an injunction that prevented the Interior Department from freezing the leases. Moving forward, the ruling does leave open the possibility of a district judge issuing another, more specific injunction, but the Biden administration likely would appeal that as well. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production? To help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon, find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.